Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today is so much fun because we have a repeat guest on, but good golly, he has not been on the program since 2013. So lots of things have happened in the world, in his life, in, you know, in, in all of these various things. I'm really looking forward to chatting with our guest again. So please join me in welcoming Eric Holtzclaw to our program. Welcome, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. So good to reconnect. It is so much fun. And it was funny, we were chatting before we started recording that, you know, we're connected on social media. So we see what's going on in each other's lives and, and, you know, with each other's businesses. But it's, we don't always connect, connect, Um, you know, and and so it's interesting because we're going to be talking about marketing and how to reach people, you know, the lurkers of the world, you know, and and all those various things. And so this really is going to be very interesting today. I'm looking forward to it. Great. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you, and then we'll just jump into this. So Eric Holtzclaw is the dojo master for Liger Partners, a full-service marketing firm based right here in Atlanta, Georgia. When his team of Ligers isn't feasting on tater tots and quesadillas, they are working with companies across a wide spectrum of industries to create killer brands, solid strategy, and flawless execution. So again, Eric, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, let's let's kind of go back a bit. You know, as I mentioned, you were on the program in, in 2013, and at that point, you had written a book, great book. We had a, a fun time talking about it. But what's kind of happened between now and then, and, and, you know, where are you now? I'll tell people that I'm a recovering technologist, so, you know, I ran development shops back in the day, and then owned a research company for a period of time, which mm-hmm. the book is primarily about mm-hmm. how to reach customers and right. having the right messaging. And as marketing has become more and more complex and mm-hmm. more based on technology, that has been a big, a good fit for me. So I uh, set up a agency several years ago. Uh, we are a full service uh, marketing firm, mm-hmm. and we work with companies that don't have a marketing department. Mm-hmm. So they may have one marketing person that just left. They just fired their marketing person right. or looking for a marketing person. Mm-hmm. And the problem nowadays is that marketing is so many different disciplines. Right. So there's nine or 10 different things that someone needs to be able to mm-hmm. do to do marketing well. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to find nine or 10 different skill sets within one person. Right. And so I set up, a, the company was laddering for a long time. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the year last year, we merged with another company. And so once we did that, we decided that we need to rebrand the company. Mm-hmm. So we rebranded it as Liger. And the reason we rebranded it as Liger is you can't find a unicorn marketer. So right. there's no, no such thing as a unicorn marketer. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as unicorns. Mm-hmm. I hope that no one listening I've disappointed them, but there's mm-hmm. no thing. But there is such a thing as a liger. So a liger is a combination of a lion and a tiger. Mm-hmm. And it is the fact that we do both strategy mm-hmm. and execution. Right. So when you're working with marketing firms, you typically will find one that does strategy really well. Mm-hmm. 
and you can be clued into that because they'll say things like, oh, you need to rebrand, you need right. to build a new website, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff they like. They've got to lots of good keywords. Yeah, and they, but they don't necessarily, can't build it for mm-hmm. you. So they can do the creative and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And then you have people who do execution really well. Mm-hmm. And you're clued into someone who does execution well because they are always recommending, oh, you're not on social media and you should right. be on social media. So Liger is a combination of strategy and execution. So we mm-hmm. look at the company and understand the company deeply, like where are you headed, what are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. And then we put the right strategy and execution behind that mm-hmm. to help you reach your goals. Right. So that's uh, that's kind of the world I'm in. And, and it's a good combination of all of the things in my background. Mm-hmm. And then I just have this like killer team. I have like... The- I know. I was having so much fun reading their bios. You know, I was like, oh, I want to meet these people. I want to have tater tots with you guys. <laughs> And the whole, and it is all based on the movie that came out years ago, um, Napoleon Dynamite. So mm-hmm. Napoleon says that Liger is basically the, you know, the fiercest animal ever and his favorite animal. And so we use that as our, as our mascot. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I think what's, what's so important in Critical is the fact that, as you said, marketing is so complicated. Um, you know, it's way back when I got my degree, it was, you know, there were a couple things you did. You were told someone has to see your message seven times before they'll make a decision. And, it, you know, all these various things. And, of course, that was long before the Internet had even been invented, let alone social media. Um, you know, all sorts of things like that. And so it is, it's very complicated. And for many people, what happens is they just throw up their hands, you know, and, and or they say, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Are they making an excuse that they don't need marketing? Right. right. Like, oh, yeah. You don't yeah. need marketing. That's mm-hmm. not how clients. I'm like, well, you're doing marketing. Mm-hmm. Right. You're doing some kind of marketing. Yeah. You know, and, and they, they either don't understand it or they're not doing enough. Or, you know, there are times where, where they're saying, well, I don't need to because I have enough clients. Right. That's, that's, a, that's a really good problem to have. <laughs> that's a good problem to have. But, you know, it's, it is something that can get very complicated, um, you know, and, and so talk to us about how, especially in, you know, the last five, 10 years, how has marketing really changed? So it's interesting that you use the stat, the seven, because mm-hmm. I used to be the stat. So the stat is now 21. Cool. So it's three times what it used to be from mm-hmm. a perspective of like understanding who you are and where mm-hmm. you fit. So prior to 2008, marketing was really about driving people to some kind of event, a store, Mm -hmm. a website, whatever. And then at that point, the sales engine would pick up Mm -hmm. and take care of everything. After 2008, which we blame a lot on kind of what happened in the economy Mm -hmm. that's going on today. But in 2008, around that time frame, we got smartphones, Mm -hmm. we got ubiquitous internet, so you have Mm -hmm. internet everywhere, and we got social media. Mm And those three things dramatically changed the buyer journey. Right. Dramatically made the heavy lifting fall on the shoulders of marketing over Mm -hmm. sales. So marketing now establishes the relationship Mm -hmm. and sales is about the transaction. Before 2008, it was the reverse. Marketing did the, you know, they were the transaction. They're the Mm -hmm. person who got you in the door. And then the salesperson would pick you up and you'd say, I have three kids. And they're like, oh, I have three kids. Like, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I've done that. Blah, blah, blah. Nowadays, you know, you walk in, uh, you walk in with your phone, and you say, "I want this thing." Mm-hmm. I found it online. I've read the reviews. Right. I know exactly care. what I want. Here it is. And so, marketing does all of that work. Mm-hmm. We really don't necessarily want to talk to a salesperson. In fact, seventy percent of the decision is made before the person picks up right. the phone, calls you, goes into the store, mm-hmm. does any of those things. And I get pushback from B two B clients because they'll mm-hmm. say, "Oh, that's a B two C stack." 
that is a B to B stuff. Right. Right. And so the only thing your salesperson does is either close the deal mm-hmm. or screw it up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Go <laughs> so, away. Leave me yeah. alone. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing marketing and you're and your competitor is even doing the least amount of marketing, mm-hmm. you're already far behind. Right. You're already far behind. You're letting them tell your story for you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's funny because a lot of what we say now in marketing is that we're building awareness. Right. And, you know, and, and that's true. It's, it, it's, it, it's, maybe it's because we have to be seen, you know, 21 times and, and there's so much clutter that's, that's out there. You know, I've got two big monitors here in front of me and, and, and my smartphone and now I have the TV off, you know, because that's a little too distracting, but, um, you know, and, and, but for the program, of course I turn everything else off, but if I'm just sitting here working, I've got Facebook, I've got LinkedIn, I do have the TV probably going, you know, all these various things. And so just catching somebody's attention for that very first time, let alone 21 times, is just, it's, it's in many cases, impossible. Yeah, well, and you've got to be, a, you know, Seth Godin, you've got to be a purple cow, mm-hmm. you be a brown cow, because right. brown are boring. Right, you've got to stand out somehow. Stand out sometime. And we're building awareness, but we're really establishing a relationship. Right. You, are stab- you and I have not talked to each other like this mm-hmm. since. 2013, right. but we both know what's been going on in each other's mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. We've both been marketing what we're doing, yeah. where mm-hmm. we are and who we are and all that type of thing. So we kept up with each other. So we're not mm-hmm. picking up and going like, well, tell me what's happened in the last mm-hmm. you know, five or six years. And as a company, that client may not need you mm-hmm. for a long period of time. Right. You need to stay in front of them because when they do remember you, then they're mm-hmm. going to reach out. Mm-hmm. I had someone call me today asking for a referral to a speaking coach. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of speaking coaches and mm-hmm. I get their stuff, but I'm sure I know more speaking coaches that I haven't heard from, right? right. I have a couple that stay in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, I got two guys. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I'll make the referral, blah, blah, blah. Just because I'm getting newsletters from them. I've seen them online. Right. But I'm certain I'm connected because mm-hmm. I want postmasters and all those kind of things with hundreds of people who do mm-hmm. speaking coaching, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember the ones that are staying in front of me. Right. You know, and, and of course, that's the key is we have to stay in front of people. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, well, you know, I do one social media post a week. Wow. Yeah. And, and I, like seven seconds. Oh yeah. You know, and, and, and I didn't say what a <clears throat> waste of time, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure the eyebrow went up. I mean, you know, the, the, it's the, oh, did my face say that out loud? Um, and, and part of it was they, they didn't see that it was, you know, well, they, they thought it was a waste of time. Right. There's no, you know, and, yeah. And, and they didn't see any results from it. Well, of course, the reason they didn't see any results was nobody saw it. Right. You know, it, the, the old, you know, tree fell in the woods and nobody heard it. And and so it is that repetition, which is kind of annoying, you know, especially as that marketing person. But it's it's you know it's the old yellow pages type of thing. You know, we we used to get the yellow pages out and look at the yellow pages, yeah. and they were in front of us. It's the same thing with whatever else it is. You know, with our marketing, we have to stay in front of people. And you just have to do it right. And you do right. it right. You mm-hmm. do it right. Like it's about educating. Mm-hmm. It's about sharing. It's about keeping people informed. It's not about look at me, look at me, or here's mm-hmm. my last sale, or here's a discount. Anytime you head down that path, you've already mm-hmm. lost, right. right? Like the sales thing, you got to mm-hmm. think about marketing, like marketing's mm-hmm. about giving stuff away for free mm-hmm. and staying in front so that when they do have that need, they're like, oh, I know such and such does mm-hmm. that. And I should give them a 
give them a call. Right. And you're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, and it is funny because of social media that, you know, a lot of times we might have never even worked with that person, but we've seen their posts and maybe their posts have had nothing to do with business. But again, it's like, oh, oh yeah, I, I remember I just saw something from, from Eric and, you know, and, and so then, yeah, it's, it's that whole top of mind thing. Well, it's a way of establishing credibility. So like mm-hmm. last week I gave a presentation at what used to be the IBM Tower here in Atlanta. And I started my career at the IBM Tower 25 years ago. Mm. And so I posted a picture of that mm-hmm. building, you know, said, you know, it was kind of nostalgic to go back and give a presentation in the building where my career started 25 years ago. In that post, I've told someone that I'm a veteran because mm-hmm. I've been around for 25 years. I've seen some things, right? right. They know I've heard, I work for IBM, so I must have some kind of a technology so you, you, you're doing all that without saying those things. Right. So you don't have to say, I'm an expert and I'm really mm-hmm. great at technology. Mm-hmm. Like think of different ways of kind of sharing your life and people can see through that to understand kind of how you could help them out. Mm-hmm. What you could do. Right. Well, and when we do that bragging, you know, in many cases it does turn people off. Yeah. Um, you know, there's certainly ways to do it where, you know, it's, it's a very positive and there are times, let's be honest, you win a big award, you want to brag that you won the big award. I mean, you know, some, some things like that, but you know, I, I'm not going to tell people, well, yeah, I have three college degrees. Right. If they want to see that it's on my LinkedIn profile, you know, and, and of course most people will go three, what you couldn't get it right the first two times. Um, you know, and, and, you know, all these various things it's, it is, it's about, being, um, you know, and, and I love this, like I was reading this on your website, that you become family yeah. with, you know, and, and that's how you treat the people you work with. And I think that's very much a part of it is we want to we work with people who we consider our friends and our family. Even if we've never met them if, in the real world, you know, we might be thousands of miles apart, all these various things. We want to work with people that we know, like, and trust. One well, interesting thing about the Ligers is we're a very virtual company. Mm-hmm. So there are Ligers I have never met. Right. There are people who work on the back end of our mm-hmm. site channels and Basecamp and others that are just awesome writers, mm-hmm. who are awesome graphics people, awesome you know uh, lead form builders, things like that. Never met them. Right. But they're considered like they're part of the family, and I mm-hmm. love our brand because like we are Ligers. Like everyone's mm-hmm. like you become a Liger, right? Yeah. What's so, a Liger? Mm-hmm. Own the mascot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. And the, you know, you were talking a minute ago about self-serving. It's the, the rules about four non-self-serving, so like mm-hmm. educational, informative pieces to every one. Mm-hmm. Like do one thing that's either a promotion or right. something. But you've got to keep that balance in place. Mm-hmm. And people get so, you know, if you're looking at 21 times I need to see something or become aware of it, mm-hmm. that has to happen over time. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen in one day. Right. You know? Like that's just... Not get, lightning doesn't strike that way. It's mm-hmm. got to be over time. You got to keep doing it, and then you start to see the mm-hmm. sort of flywheel work the way that it should. Right. Well, and we're not saying that you're seeing, say, a product that you're you're selling twenty one times. You're right. seeing twenty one mentions, comments, you know, something about that, you know, and, and so you might only see, you know, say you sell, a, you know, a car. You might right. only see the ad for a car twice. Yeah. And the and other it's, 19 it's, times, yeah, you know. It's, yeah, it's your friend telling you about it, it's seeing a mm-hmm. review, it's, a, it's mentioned in a blog post, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. That's all the stuff. It's like, right. it's a, yeah, you're right, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the mistake, because I'll mm-hmm. see, this mistake is made a lot still like on the Golf Channel and mm-hmm. 
the ball games and things like that, where you see that same commercial over and over oh. again. Oh yeah. Because background noise, mm-hmm. maybe the reason you're like, mm-hmm. I'm never buying that car mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's so annoying. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you've got to make sure it's, it's tempered. Like mm-hmm. you think about it very strategically. Right. And if you do see it that repetitively, it, it's annoying. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and especially on social media, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I've been, you know, it's as, as we're uh, getting, as we're filming this, it's toward the end of the year. So I've been looking and been researching monthly planners and weekly planners. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm one of these paper people. I still, you know, I still do my planner on, on paper, all this good stuff. And so all I had to do was search once yeah. because now in my Facebook newsfeed, I'm just bombarded with, with my, ads my for it. That you just have to say it. Oh, so I know. I know. I'm like, mm, the other day. who's listening? Yeah. She's um, like, I've not looked up one furniture thing in my entire feed. Uh, since furniture now. I know. I'm like, mm. I, I love the meme that says, you know, I, I told my husband people were listening and they said no. And Alexa laughed and Siri laughed. <laughs> I'm like, mm, yeah. Um, but, but, you know, then when I start seeing those ads over and over, I only have to see them maybe once or twice and I hide it. Yeah. Um, you know, or I pay zero attention to it. The worst thing is, of course, if I hide it, because then that's a, a negative for them. But, you know, that's, it's like, okay, I was just doing some basic research. I didn't want to be bombarded by it. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, and the, the, I forget the, the phenomenon where when you're looking for something, you do notice it more. You know, if you're right. thinking, hey, I want to buy a red car, you're going to see red cars everywhere you go. Or you buy a car and you think it's unique. Right. And then, you know. Oh, there's like 10 of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's just, you know, when it, when it's top of mind, you are going to see it more, but it doesn't take long before it's like, Ugh, you know, I'm no, I don't want to see it. And then of course the worst thing is when you keep seeing it, when you're no longer interested. Yes. Yeah. And that's a real tough one. Like mm-hmm. from a marketing perspective, like working out, like once I've made the conversion and then mm-hmm. I'm still seeing these things, that's a, something that as we move forward with marketing technology, that right. is kind of an interesting thing to mm-hmm. fix. And there's 7,000 marketing technology platforms available. Wow. Kind of selection right now. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that's overwhelming for companies because they end mm-hmm. up either buying way too much of it, they buy mm-hmm. the wrong thing. So kind of working through and sorting through the right type. Mm-hmm. We've just been renovating our house. And so you know, I tell people, you know, they'll say, well, we want one marketing technology piece. And I'm like, well, that's like saying you need one tool to do the whole renovation mm-hmm. of your house. That's just right. not true. Mm-hmm. You don't need every tool at Home Depot, right? Like you need a few of them. So what are the few tools you need to use and how do you put together, put them together in combination Mm -hmm. to really meet your need and to kind of make sure you're servicing your client at the right conversion points? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and then of course the tricky thing is that stuff comes and goes. I mean, you know, there were people who built, you know, their entire marketing on, you know, certain, especially social media platforms that, you know, those didn't exist. And, and, um, you know, I, People still will say, well, you know, I, everything I'm doing is on Facebook. Okay, yeah. Facebook probably has a longer life than most, but at some point it will be going away or changing and evolving and, and all of those things. You know, and, and um, you know, it's, it's it, direct mail is a great example. You know, f- you, for years, you, that was how we reached people. We did direct mail. Well, then, you know, we did so much direct mail. People paid no attention to it and we moved to online. Right. And now direct mail gets paid attention to again because you don't see it. You you mm-hmm. get the, the you get the cool little thing in the mail and you're like, ooh, this is fun. What is, and and if it's personalized, holy schmoly, that's even better. 
But, um, you know, so it, that's, that's what's really hard for the poor little, you know, small business owner, entrepreneur. They're like, how on earth do I even keep up? They don't outsource mm-hmm. it. I swear. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. All of my company, all of my group is specialists. Mm-hmm. Like there's somebody, one of our clients last week asked for uh, somebody to do social media for us. And Whitney is my best. She's, mm-hmm. She keeps all my trends, mm-hmm. does all the stuff. And she wasn't going to be able to make the call. She was with a different client. She's like, mm-hmm. well, couldn't you just step in? I'm like, no, I'm not an expert at that. Right. She keeps up with mm-hmm. what's the hashtags today and mm-hmm. which platform should we be on and how do you do this and that? And it mm-hmm. changes so often. Somebody asked me about TikTok and I went, nope. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, can't, you shouldn't try. Like, just let mm-hmm. an expert do it. It's, you, mm-hmm. wouldn't, you wouldn't do surgery on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, most people shouldn't do your own taxes. Like you wouldn't put on your own roof. Like mm-hmm. why are you doing? Why are you trying to do this? Go run your business. Like mm-hmm. somebody else is going to do that. You can buy incremental pieces of what their mm-hmm. time, which is what you know, my team is just incremental. Mm-hmm. So you need someone to write a blog once or twice a month. You need cool. someone to put a social media calendar mm-hmm. together for thirty minutes, like mm-hmm. those things, and go focus on your work. Mm-hmm. Right. And we'll set it up and make sure the strategy hits mm-hmm. and does what you need it to do. Right. Yeah, and I love that that's how you operate. Um, you know, I, when I started in in the the marketing world, you know, people bought and 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 you know, obviously it it varies depending on what a client's needs are. You know, but it was like, okay, well, we're going to give you thirty thousand dollars a month. Now, clearly, they were big clients, and you did all of the marketing. You know, and 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 there were times where you did a whole bunch in one month, and then the next time, you know, maybe not so much. But the fact that now you can go into organizations and work with companies like yours and just do, okay, Eric, I need two blog posts. Right. Great. I love that because that's what really works for the small business owner, for the entrepreneur who, who really has a pretty limited budget, you know, to be able to contact someone like you and say, okay, where can I get the biggest bang for my buck? Yeah. You know, and because so many times they're thinking, okay, I have to do those 7,000 different things. Uh, we're, we're calling them down. We're like, and do this thing first, do this second. Right. We, we build a retainer model that mm-hmm. allows them to, to do a similar thing if they can mm-hmm. ask us for anything. And mm-hmm. so we'll all do a, an infographic for them, we'll right. build a website, whatever, mm-hmm. but we level it out. So mm-hmm. for the course of time they're working with us, they're paying us the same amount every month. Mm-hmm. If they can ask us for a brochure next this month, then we right. can build a trade show booth for them the mm-hmm. next. And we're just... And they don't have to get into like, what is a boilerplate and mm-hmm. you know, what hashtag should we use and how do I create the content? And you're talking about planning, like we plan mm-hmm. out a 12 month calendar. So mm-hmm. we know the next 12 months right. exactly what we're going to be mm-hmm. doing for that client. So it's mm-hmm. a, it just makes it easy. Marketing is not, marketing is not a mystery. As much mm-hmm. as I wish it were the Don Draper. I know. And, and we had the crystal ball, right? <laughs> yeah. It is operations. Mm-hmm. It is operations. And mm-hmm. I, at heart and a really strong operations guy. Right. So I love to like turn something into an engine and just make that engine. Spin. Mm-hmm. And so if you look, look and think about marketing that way, then you're half halfway through it. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's the big idea and it's the whatever. And those are important to kind of mm-hmm. feed the engine. But once it's, once you have that, you mm-hmm. put that in that engine and you just like spin it right. over, over again. Mm-hmm. Over and over again. You know, and, and for the person who is focusing on whatever it is that their business is, that makes it great because they're not worrying about it. They know, okay, you know, this is, is what's going to happen this month. Um, you know, and, and for many businesses, they're, you know, they're seasonal, though they're cyclical, you know, all these various things. And, and so to be able to take all of that into account is very important also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thinking about what the, and the, our, we start off with doing a strategy session with our mm-hmm. clients. 
and we lay out the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. So we start from like, where is your business? Where do you want to be? Who's your mm -hmm. ideal client? Making sure we're not doing any marketing today that would negate something they might do in the future. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't want to market a product or service that you're going to change dramatically in the right. next six months, you know, because because we're trying to get to repetition. Mm -hmm. And then we're overlaying that with what are the industry events? You mm -hmm. know, what are you going to plan from a trade show or otherwise? Um, one of the biggest things about it is we want to take advantage of um, existing press. Right. So if there's something already going on, mm -hmm. you don't have the budget that these big companies do. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out what's already being discussed. Mm -hmm. Let's latch onto it. So right. Let's like leech into that and then mm -hmm. just have conversations around it as mm -hmm. well. Right. You know, and, and uh, small business owners know these things. But they, they just can't do them, you know, because yeah. they are, you know, they're they're working on their own stuff. And so it, it does it, you know, I, I love that companies can come to you and say, okay, Eric, I sell widgets. I okay. really sell lots of widgets in June because my widgets target brides. You know? And right. then you can go from there. Yeah. Well, and the thing that you run into is, you know, we're, we're all told that we have to be good at sales, which mm -hmm. I actually disagree with. So we could have a whole conversation about that. But she was like, because it's like telling somebody, well, you have to be good at this other piece. Well, you know, mm -hmm. Not everybody's great at sales. Like, right. If you own a small business, yes, you need to be good at it. And you're probably the best salesperson. The thing with marketing, and I had someone correct me on this, but marketing, what I see happen is it's the last thing people spend money on. Right. And they'll wait until the last mm -hmm. minute. They're like, oh, we've got to sell widgets in June, and it's uh -huh. May 15th. Right. Mm -hmm. How many thousand widgets in mm -hmm. June? Like, could you have come back to me in January? Because mm -hmm. then we'd be in a great place right. to sell mm -hmm. June, right? So you wait too late. So they do market, they put marketing on last. Mm -hmm. When they see any signs of trouble, marketing yeah. the, last, the first thing they mm -hmm. cut. Yep. First thing they cut. So oh, yeah. Off your inbound revenue, mm -hmm. like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, someone corrected me and said that companies, the last thing they typically invest in is training. Eh. And the first thing they cut is training. Mm -hmm. That's probably true. I, I can, true. Do, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. marketing's close. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm afraid. Right. We did a project for a customer recently huge huge trade show and they came to us six weeks actually it was 30 days before oh. the trade show. and they should have come to us six months ago right okay. there's so little we can get mm -hmm. done at that point you know in the middle of trade show season so mm -hmm. nothing's available everything's more expensive mm -hmm. so it's really all about kind of planning it out right. and then it's going to work mm -hmm. you know it's not it's not wasted money right right yeah because even if they're just wanting to order a widget that they're giving out at the, you know, some, you know, whatever that the cool thing is that, you know, that, that is getting handed out at that trade show, you get better pricing, you know, if you're not ordering it, the, you know, the day before you need it, you know, right. all of those various things. And the, the sad part is they probably knew that they oh. were attending that, you know, it was, it was in the back of their mind. They'd marked it off on their calendars, all those various things. And, you know, and, and now Obviously, there are a lot of times where you are kind of waiting to pull that trigger, you know, especially when finances are tight, things like that. But yeah, you know, it's it, it's just not going to work. Well, and that is not for, for working with our company. That is not a problem. So what they do is they come to us and we build a budget for the 12 months. Mm -hmm. So the certain months maybe. Yeah. More so, you up. know, OK, in April, this is what's going to happen. Then we level it out. Mm -hmm. yep. So we take it and we level it mm -hmm. over that 12-month period. So they're paying us one amount every single month. Oh, I love it. There's some certain mm -hmm. months that are spikes. And typically mm -hmm. at the beginning, you know, we were redoing their website. Right. Mm -hmm. Whatever. 
which is a huge barrier to them kind of getting mm-hmm. started, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to build marketing on a really bad brand, and right? Website and all those mm-hmm. things. So it benefits to me that you would fix mm-hmm. this. I understand it's going to be expensive, mm-hmm. so I will take that money and spread it. And right. You spread show coming up. In a mm-hmm. few Let's just build this thing out, mm-hmm. and you got one chunk you're paying, mm-hmm. and and you're not worried about it. And right. we're not we're not going back and forth. I don't I don't like to be nickel and dime. No. The, the pickles mm-hmm. 10 cents extra like just mm-hmm. pickles on the order. Yeah. I spent an extra hour this month working on this mm-hmm. no so you know in any in most cases or all cases I suspect we end up with much better mm-hmm. um, right stuff. right stuff yeah. You know, now things change. I mean, you know, they, they, you know, but, but that can be taken into account. Well, you know, I've only ever had to reset one retainer. Mm-hmm. I mean, over all the clients we've worked wow. with, I had to mm-hmm. have one conversation with one client mm-hmm. and go, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to be here and yeah. you were really here, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to reset that retainer. But, right. you know, we, because we do the strategy meeting at the beginning and mm-hmm. we get to understand the business, mm-hmm. like we're not going to just give you a bunch of stuff. There's, uh, we want to make sure that we're doing it in a way that is going to be effective and we're not mm-hmm. going to go back and resell that. Right. right. And that comes back to that whole family thing. You know, you're, you're going to see each other for Thanksgiving. You don't want to have it, un- you know, have it be uncomfortable. Well, we really become the marketing department. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we are on weekly calls with most of these people or every other week mm-hmm. and we're doing all kinds of things like that. So it's, it's a, we become part of the, the company. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it, it's funny, as you were talking about scheduling and, and things like that, I was thinking years ago, years ago, this really was a long time ago, I worked for a candy broker. And it was one of those things, you know, I had no idea these things existed till you work right. for them. And so we represented the big companies that then sold to the, the grocery stores, the convenience stores, all of those various things. And we typically were at least six months, if not nine months ahead. So, you know, in January, we're selling Halloween goods, you know, and, and, you know, and so it was always really funny because, you know, you, you start doing that now, haven't they? Yeah. You know, you you had leftover candy and, you know, and, and which my dad just thought was the greatest thing in the world. And so like in February, he's getting all this Halloween candy. He didn't care. It was chocolate to him, but it it really did show that there is a huge lead time that you have to do for, for all of this stuff. And it's, it's hard. I mean, you know, you're thinking, well, wait a minute, it's January. How can I be thinking about October? Yeah. If you want to do it right, you want to be effective. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to talk about the other side, which you and I talked a little bit about before the the show. Mm -hmm. So we've talked a lot about making sure you plan and you Mm -hmm. don't too late and all that kind of stuff. I, find that then people do these big deals, right? Like they have a trade show, right. they, they come on the, the Deb Career show, and then they don't talk about it. Like you right. spend all this energy and effort. And I you know. You get all these email addresses and you never contact them. Or, yeah, you, you know, do anything with it. And, mm-hmm. and we love a big, thick piece of content, so like a podcast or a mm-hmm. trade show or whatever, because we just use that thing forever, mm-hmm. right? Like it just goes back and back and back. So it's a matter of uh, using it, we use it like, the Indian used the buffalo. Right. Yeah, so you used every single piece. Mm-hmm. Turn it into social media posts, mm-hmm. turn it into blog posts, you know, reshare the video, reshare the best pieces, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. And then such an on-demand society, you know, regrettably, most people will not watch or listen to the longer form right. pieces or read the longer form mm-hmm. pieces. But if you give them the snippets, then mm-hmm. done done the job of sort of educating them and making them aware. Right. Well, and, you know, that's one of the things that I tell people is, you know, say you write a blog post and you've got 10 tips for doing 
whatever. Okay, that's 10 posts on LinkedIn. Yep. You know, actually it's 11 because you've got your overall and then you've got your individuals. Um, you know, if you've written it as evergreen content, then, you know, you can just keep pinging it back up, you know, frequently. And it, and it does surprise me when people, now, you know, granted, there are one-time type of things, you yeah. know, do it, it could be, you know, something that's very specific to what's going on in the world, right. you know, all sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, for the, when you're pitching on to a current topic. Right, yeah, but for the most part, content's evergreen, yeah. um, you know, and, and so, you know, why reinvent the wheel? And I think that's one of the things that so many people get confused about is they think, I have to keep creating. You know, it's. It, I, I thought about this the other day when I was talking to somebody, the old commercial, I have to make the donuts. donuts I yeah. got to make the donuts. You know, and the but little guy got up at three o'clock in the morning. Some weeks when it's really like tough, I yeah. can't time to make the donuts. <laughs> no. you know, and yeah. so then you do, you go back to something that already, now you might have to rewrite it a bit or rework it. You know, maybe it's an ad that you're going to redo, but so much of what we do when it works, keep using it. Now, you know, don't use it so much that people are like, Bleh, as we were saying before, but yeah, if it, make your content evergreen. And then as you said, use it Everywhere. If it's a great blog post, why not put it on social media? Why not make a video of it? Why not, you know, it, obviously have it on your website? All these various things. Well, the thing, uh, I have all these articles on Inc. And my mm -hmm. team reshare the article. And then mm -hmm. I'll run into somebody and they'll mm -hmm. say, oh, I love the article that you wrote this week. And I say, um, <laughs> refresh my memory about it. What about, you know, being a good manager? I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, well, I wrote that one four right. years ago. Mm -hmm. and I'm happy that it worked for you today. Right. But, you know, and it's just an example. It didn't mm -hmm. matter for them four years ago. They didn't mm -hmm. care. They weren't right. worried about being a manager. Mm -hmm. Maybe they weren't a manager. Mm -hmm. But the content that I wrote is appropriate today as it was then. Mm -hmm. and so it, it meant something to them at that point. So it's, it is about you know, we do a big catalog of a client's site. Mm -hmm. What do they have? What mm -hmm. content can we repurpose? How do we bring it back? I loved your, you were talking earlier about um, kind of being careful about your platform to so make sure that you own the content. So, mm -hmm. you know, a friend of mine posted on LinkedIn today, don't, you know, don't build a house on rented land. Mm -hmm. So all the social media platforms are rented right. land. Yeah, they are not yours. Mm -hmm. the blog. The mm -hmm. only thing you own is your website. Mm -hmm. so, Make sure all your content's there mm -hmm. and reference it. Even if you go put it somewhere else, make sure mm -hmm. it is living somewhere that you own right. it from mm -hmm. now on. And then and spread it out. Because you know, mm -hmm. that's the other thing that I see happening is you know, your friend who just invests in Facebook. Mm -hmm. You gotta invest in multiple platforms because you have no idea which platform's about to go mm -hmm. away. You right. Know, we're gonna fall out of paper. There was mm -hmm. a thing called MySpace. Mm -hmm. We all spent a lot of time on MySpace. And mm -hmm. there's other social media platforms other than Twitter, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. Facebook, like there's Quora, there's Reddit, there's mm -hmm. all kinds of places that you think are considered social right. media that aren't, you know, it's not about just people like, well, my, my clients are on Twitter. I'm like, mm -hmm. probably aren't, but they're on some of these other platforms. Right, right. You know, and clearly there are times where, especially if is for some industry specific things, you know, I mean, there are, are platforms out there that you have to be in that industry specific place um, or you're, you know, it's, it's, well, it's, you know, like 20 years ago, you had to advertise in that industry publication. Yeah. Same thing now, you know, you, you need to be there, but again, it's their space, yes. um, you know, and, and so always make sure that it's back on, on, you know, your website that you've got it, you know, all of those various things. Well, and the other thing I, the mistake I see people making is they'll share somebody's uh, content through their social media mm -hmm. and 
we always recommend that you write something about that on mm -hmm. your site right. and share through your site. So mm -hmm. that way you're at least gating through your, mm -hmm. you've got an opinion about right. it, just that you're driving traffic. Mm -hmm. Like they love that you're amplifying mm -hmm. them, but sort of what's in it for you. Like right. what can you do to kind of make sure mm -hmm. that they know you were the source of it? And, mm -hmm. and by the way, the Google loves that. Mm -hmm. love oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and it's it's simple enough to do. You know, you mentioned that somebody was talking about the ink article that you wrote. Okay, so I'm going to share it, but I'm going to write why I liked that article, or maybe I didn't like it. Yeah, um, well, you know, and 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 so I, I always tell why you didn't like it. I love. I know. Mm. <laughs> you know, but you know, it's it's so important because you know I see so many people who I know they're they're just sharing content they're not curating content yes. and you know and and there are times where i've read it and i thought they don't agree with this yes. or you know and 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 it's i mean that's okay it's to, to you know to, to share it and say you know what i don't agree with this because but you know, always before you're going to share something always read it right. um you know even if it's just oh my gosh this is a great article from my friend eric you know, it, say something about it. Something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Curate. It's all mm -hmm. about curation. Mm -hmm. Curate that content. Make it easy for me. I mean, that's why you like to go to the library. That's what you love about Netflix. Right. You know, like bringing up the next movie that you're like, oh, I mm -hmm. didn't know there was a documentary on that, right? right. So, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, but it, it comes back to, oh my gosh, you know, the people are just saying, it's so overwhelming. So, I'm not going to do it. What do you tell somebody who tells you, you know what, I'm just, uh, I'm just going to keep plugging along. Now, I mean, there are those people who just, you can't convince. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, marketing, the, the choice to not do marketing is a choice. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a choice. And the choice that you're making is that either someone else is controlling your message. Mm -hmm. So if we're working with a client now who's relatively famous in his mm -hmm. category. Uh -huh. He's never done marketing. I'm like, but you have. Like, right. you're all like, people mm -hmm. who don't message for you mm -hmm. about you they talk about what you do mm -hmm. and you've never said one thing to either correct them or mm -hmm. to amplify it or whatever right. so you are marketing mm -hmm. and you either participate or you let mm -hmm. someone else control your message or worse you allow your competitor to bury you right and you know your competitor can go out and buy urls that point everybody's content to them when mm -hmm. they're trying to find you mm -hmm. and do all kinds of things to just bury you in the social media rankings and the SEO rankings. And because I'm really looking, when I'm looking for a solution, I'm sort of what's top of mind. Like what mm -hmm. have I seen, what someone talked about. Mm -hmm. So that choice is a choice. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know who, it's Henry Ford and somebody who said that, you know, stopping marketing is like to save money mm -hmm. or to save, to save money and save resources. It's like stopping the hands on a clock. Right. Save time. Mm -hmm. It's not a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're, it's not in your favor. Mm -hmm. And, there are non-believers. They are, I, I often, I can, and that, this is such a Don Draper thing to say, but you mm -hmm. know, Draper will be like, you're just not a believer. So da, 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 right. da. And I, I can tell a non-believer pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, my non-believers are B2B businesses mm -hmm. that are hidden in little industrial parks and have mm -hmm. these terrible logos from, they look like they're from right. like 85. They bought it. <laughs> or made it themselves on mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Paint program or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're like our customers aren't blah blah blah. I'm like your customer. They are. They're human mm -hmm. beings, right? You know? And, and they're smart people. They're smart people. And the biggest concern, the biggest thing that people need to understand is that a B two B purchase decision is mm -hmm. far more dangerous than a B two C mm -hmm. decision. 
So a B2C decision, if I go out and I buy a car that my wife doesn't like, mm-hmm. the only person I get in trouble with is my wife. Right. And she's like, I hate that car. And I'm like, okay, I'll trade it, right? Mm-hmm. If I make a B2B decision mm-hmm. that is wrong, my boss may fire me. Mm-hmm. My colleagues won't think of the same mm-hmm. me. I may not get that next promotion. Mm-hmm. And I put my livelihood at risk. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do way more research and right. do way more background before mm-hmm. I present something and look like an idiot in front of people that are not necessarily mm-hmm. have to live with me forever. Right. <laughs> right. So that B2B decision where that's my biggest one is people mm-hmm. are like, eh, we don't, we don't need marketing. We don't mm-hmm. need marketing. Like you need to do marketing more than anyone else because mm-hmm. you're right. not known. You have to educate and your mm-hmm. customers may be a little scared to buy from you. Mm-hmm. They don't trust you. They don't necessarily know what you do. Mm-hmm. If you've educated them along the way and they call you like, yeah, I've been, I've seen your stuff forever. Of course mm-hmm. I'm going to call you. Right. I'm going to talk to right. you. Yeah. 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 It comes back to that relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you establish a relationship. And I mm-hmm. love, and you and I, I'm certain this happens to you too. I go to places and people are like, hey, Eric. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, such and such. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're like, we're Facebook friends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, or, or worse, they'll say, you know, hey, tell me, you know, how was that vacation? No, you, you knew I went on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's funny because as you were talking, it brought up another fear thought that I had, and and that's the people who say, "But if I'm there, people will say something bad." So what? And well, and and I tell them, okay, they're going to say it anyway. Don't you want to respond? Yeah, um, because it might not be haters going to hate. Right? Yeah, that's you know, funny. and and so you know, I want to be able to say, okay. Well, here's what we did to fix it. Um, you know, I've, I've got some clients who had some issues with, with some bad reviews. And they, then, you know, they, their first inclination was hide our heads in the sand. Let's not respond. Let's not do anything. And, you know, and, and, and I did crisis management for a long time, too. And, and of course, anytime you get the attorneys involved, that, that makes things very different. But I always told people, I said, you know, saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. We'll fix it. You know, all is is not necessarily taking the blame for it, right? Um, you know, and 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 many times people just want to be heard. You know, I always love the people who are posting at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, after they've had a couple of adult beverages. <laughs> well, you know, responding to them, they're never going to pay any attention. Right. They don't care. They're not going to go back and read that review. But what you're doing is you're writing that comment for whoever else reads it. Exactly. And and, and that's what people don't get. Negative and positive. Mm-hmm. So they're going to expect there's some negative. They want to see how you responded mm-hmm. to it. Right. And they're going to want some positive. Mm-hmm. And the only way, I'm working with a client similar who has mm-hmm. bad reviews, but they've taken over a business. Mm-hmm. So previous owners. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, what do we do? I'm like, you're going to have to solicit reviews from other customers mm-hmm. to bring that rating up. You're just yeah. going to have to get them to mm-hmm. go in there because I can't fix that rating. No, no. You know, the, the whole systems are set that it's supposed to be unbiased. So you yeah. can't make those bad things go away. And make them go away, but mm-hmm. we, can add, we can add. So when you mm-hmm. have a great experience with a the client, they share that, mm-hmm. get them to do a review, and you'll start slowly bringing mm-hmm. that ranking up. And in fact, you know, people, when they review reviews, they, they expect a mix. Mm-hmm. They expect right. something to kind of like. Yeah, if it's 100% good, you're like, Yeah, you're mm. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. They, they convinced all their employees to go do it. Right. And, and that's one of the things I tell my clients is, nye, 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 nye. You, you know, Now, if your employees are going to say something, that's fine. But they need, there needs to be full disclosure. You know, they need to say, hey, I love working here. 
or, you know, whatever. So that when you, you know, because it comes back to that unbiased. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But it's all, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a very interesting, I, I love the complexity of it, but it's mm -hmm. also simple. It's about, right. you know, connecting with your clients, mm -hmm. understanding the questions they ask you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want to know what kind of marketing to do, write down the questions you get asked by your mm -hmm. customers all the time. Because right. that's the thing that you need to put out. Mm -hmm. Like, it really should be really simple to come mm -hmm. up with what those are. And you can talk about it in a million different ways. Mm -hmm. So it's about just, you know, educating both B2C and B2B and making sure you're sort of staying in front of them in a way right. that is meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny when people are, you know, well, what should I blog about? I tell them, you've got an entire section on your website called Frequently Asked Questions. Right. Hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we come up for a B2B client, we get them to create a quarterly content topic. And mm. then every week we do mm -hmm. awareness, which is who are you and why do you exist? Mm -hmm. uh, education, what is it that you do and why mm -hmm. do I care? Use, how do I use your thing? Right. And then top of mind, remind me that you exist. Mm -hmm. so if you think of every month and then you have those four, that gives mm -hmm. you something to talk about each week. Right. So yeah, like, so it's easier to plan. Yeah, if I do a, my example is there's, I'm an IT services company mm -hmm. and bring your own device is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Well, the awareness is going to be what is bring your own device? Why do mm -hmm. I care about it? You know, the education is what are mm -hmm. the kind of policies I can apply? So you basically take that and it becomes your railing. Mm -hmm. And because the posts don't need to be that long, right? you've already written half of it just by coming up with the outline. Mm -hmm. And if you don't love to write, there are writers out there that will interview you and create, oh, yeah. create the blog post for you. So. Mm -hmm. That is not an excuse. That is mm -hmm. not, you just need to kind of get it out there. And right, right. You know, and, and as you mentioned, it's what are people asking? You know, when you go to a networking thing, you know, what do people say? You know, because more than likely they're going to say, now tell me what you do. Okay, how do you respond to that? Now, you know, granted in networking, we're told we deflect that back. We, you know, we ask them all of those various things. But at some point, you probably should talk about what you do. Um, you know, and... Through yeah. networking, and sometimes it, I was just telling them it'll just confuse you. <laughs> so, yeah. we have like five things going on, but mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and or you know, we do, we've got it to a sentence. We do this, it, it, it. But tell me what you do, you know, and, and because you, yeah, you know, like I said, we've been taught as good networkers, you know, it's, it's all about them. We want them to be answering the questions, all those various things. But as they're answering those questions, hopefully it is tying into something that you do. <laughs> so then you can say, oh, well, you've got a new product coming out. Tell me yeah. a little bit more about that. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So all you just, it's all around you. And mm -hmm. the problem, and the good news about working with an outsourced firm to do this kind of work is that I, one of the guys I work with says that you can't read the label from inside the bottle. Right. And so we're, we're on the outside. We mm -hmm. read the label. Like, this is what's interesting mm -hmm. to me. You know, this is what I see. This is how you should talk about it. Right. And can make it much more compelling to that audience. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and it's kind of like bragging about your kid. Yeah. You know, you think people want to hear one thing and they're like, no, <laughs> tell me about this instead. You know, and you're like, really? That's what you, uh, you know? Yep. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And your company, if you're close enough to it, is your kid. Mm -hmm. Just so much time with it and you don't always see the flaws or understand. Mm -hmm. So kind of getting that outsider perspective and coming up with what's that going to look like and how that's right. going to look yeah. Right. You know, and it's, they do want to hear some of the fun stuff. You know, they want to see, you know, the employee birthday celebration or, you know, the, those things that we all think, why would somebody want to see that? Well, you know, 
part of that, you go back to your social media. I mean, you know, if you posted, say, that, that you went and, and built a Habitat for Humanity house, now there were reasons you were doing that. You know, it was good team building, yada, 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 all that stuff. But if that's what gets a lot of comments, then clearly the people are interested in that. So they want to know that, you know, about your philanthropic um, philosophy, all these various things. And it's, it's back to what we were saying at the very start. It's about those relationships. You know, I want to know more about you. Right. It's not B to B. It's not B to C. Mm-hmm. It's P to P. Right. Person to person. Yeah. Human mm-hmm. behavior. Like, how do you do that? Because mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not really a different person when I show up at work. Right. You shouldn't be. Yeah, the way that I buy things in the consumer world mm-hmm. is very similar to the way I'm going to buy them in the business mm-hmm. world. Things I care about, worried about, are going to be the same. Like if I'm mm-hmm. very detail-oriented, then I'm going to want all the details. And also mm-hmm. making sure you're not treating your customers all the same. Mm-hmm. Like your customers are going to come from different right. you know, areas. Some are mm-hmm. going to need to know all the way down to the specification. Mm-hmm. Some are going to be more like me. It's like, tell me what it does. Okay, I'll try it out. Eh, it didn't work. Yeah, you know, ah. like, okay. yeah that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah, servicing all those kind of clients mm-hmm. is like, that funnel, knowing kind of what your primary mm-hmm. uh, client looks like. Right. And, and then it comes back to what we've been saying, and that gets overwhelming. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so that's why, especially if you are a small firm, one person, 10 people, you know, whatever, if you don't have that expert in-house, you absolutely need to be working with someone. Um, because you know, we, we don't know it all. You know? and, and it's funny, I talk about this a lot on the program, that you know, we start our business. And we think, I have to know it all, or people are going to think less of me. Well, I'm sorry. You know, you mentioned, you know, you shouldn't be doing your own taxes. We shouldn't be doing our own surgery. I don't change my own oil in my car. I'm doing good to be able to put gas in. Um, Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, you know, I need help with my marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about I love that you bring that point up because I, I do a lot with kind of, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've done mm-hmm. this lots of times and it is this crazy thing of like, if I become an entrepreneur, all of a sudden I have to be smart at all mm-hmm. HR and legal and all these things because I started a business and it's like, no, you didn't get a brain transplant. Like, no. You start a business and the reason you're going to be successful is you can figure out how to delegate mm-hmm. as quickly as possible to the right people who can do right. all the right things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, get be- best first use of your time. What mm-hmm. is the best first use mm-hmm. of your time? And right. everything else goes away. It goes mm-hmm. to someone else. Because mm-hmm. even if you're going to have to pay a little bit of money, that person's going to do it more efficiently than mm-hmm. you're going to do it. They're going to do it right. right. You're going to waste the money. One of my strategists, uh, he uses this term about sort of, you know, using people in that way is, you know, field can either be, not enough water or it can receive too much water. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're trying to do it yourself, you don't know if you're overwatering it or if mm-hmm. you're underwatering it. So right. how do you get Yeah, because you're you're in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How to grow the grass. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it is difficult, especially when you're starting out or and or money is tight, to think, oh my gosh, I need to, you know, hire somebody to do that. And you know, so okay, you can do a lot of this yourself and people do, but you know, when you can afford to go a- a- out, you know, even if it's just something little or, or something that's going to take your time. It's funny. I was thinking, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm managing a website for somebody. Now it's not exactly what I like to do. Um, and so it's a volunteer thing. You know, I'm volunteering to do this website for somebody and a lot of other people have had their little fingers in it. 
Well, I can either spend a lot of my time and my time that I'm not being paid for, because as I said, I'm volunteering, or I can pay somebody who knows what they're doing. I can pay him for an hour of his time. He can fix it. He can make it all better, which is what I'm going to do. You know, I, I do the tinker method. If I, you know, if I tinker with it for 15 minutes and I can't fix it, no, you know, yeah. and, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's going to be a better use of everybody's time and resources if I have him spend an hour on it. I could spend six and it still might not work. He could do it in 45 minutes. Yeah, one well, that that is one thing I do like about what we've built with Liger is we service clients very small all the mm-hmm. way to very large. Mm-hmm. And we have people that we're just doing, you know, we may just be doing their podcast mm-hmm. and running social media or mm-hmm. just their social media and some of their content to clients that we're doing multiple trade shows mm-hmm. for them, we're rebranding, we're doing internal communication plans. Mm-hmm. We we run the spectrum right. of clients. And really work as kind of a, it's a, like a interchanging piece on the back. So mm-hmm. a Swiss army knife. And, right. you know, we use Slack and Basecamp and all these tools. And so our clients can put something up and then we've got a resource that it goes to. So it allows us also to see what works mm-hmm. across a lot of different industries and mm-hmm. a lot of different places. So we'll sometimes get the question of like, have you worked in our industry? Probably we have, mm-hmm. but our, we don't focus on one. Right. Marketing is marketing and solving a problem. Mm -hmm. What's the problem we're trying to Mm -hmm. solve? Right. And that problem could be the same for we've got a hair extensions company Mm -hmm. to companies that sell insurance. Like, I mean, they're all over the spectrum. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So that's the the way you look at it. Yeah. You know, and it comes back to solving somebody's pain. You know, I'm never wild about that. Um, Solving someone's problem is probably the, the easier way to put it. And, and yeah, if you know how to do that for a hair extension company, you probably can do it for an insurance company um, because it's, it's the, the base concept is the same. Yeah. What, what is it that you're, what are you struggling with and how mm-hmm. do we write peace in place and make it easy for you? Why do right. I, the agency models that I see that don't work is where they rely too heavily on the client mm-hmm. to know because they don't know. Right. So like, oh, send us your boilerplate. And the customer's mm-hmm. like, what's a boilerplate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a, we have, we have this thing. We can, we have an ask for forgiveness, not permission. Mm-hmm. So when we sit down with a client and we agree to what the calendar is going to look like, mm-hmm. we send them things for review. So like, mm-hmm. if you're going to do social with us, right. you'll get a calendar the week prior. Mm-hmm. If we don't hear from you, we are posting that calendar. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting. And mm-hmm. if we put up something wrong, we'll just pull it down. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I mean, and right. we'll have earned, and mm-hmm. you'll pay, you'll start paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, when I worked in in corporate America, I had that where you know I wrote press releases for a very large company, and there were twenty nine people that I had to send it to. Good portion of those were the attorneys, and I learned really fast to put a deadline in there in red, and to say if I have not heard from you by X, I assume you have approved, and I'm moving forward. Yep. And, and of course, that was what that worked because there were only like two or three people that I really needed to hear from. And I always knew, okay, those are the people I need to hear from. If I haven't heard from them, ping them. Yeah. Um, but everybody else, they just wanted to have their little hands in the pie. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, but yeah, you know, you, you, like you said, you ask for forgiveness. Um, for the most part, everything's fixable. You know, unless you gave away a Rolex to every single person who called, <laughs> you're probably going to be okay. Yeah, you're probably going to be okay. And beware, you know, beware of the marketing firm that's asking you to do too much of the heavy lifting. I mean, it right. would be like going to a restaurant mm-hmm. 
the person you're like, oh, I'd like to have a steak and potatoes. Yeah, okay, you got to go cook it yourself. Okay, you cook it yourself, mm-hmm. or you bring the steak with you, or whatever. Right. Like, no, 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 no. I mm-hmm. come to the restaurant. You're mm-hmm. supposed to like the, you got to let them be experts at that. If they're not mm-hmm. going to do that, then then you probably need to find somebody else. Right. Just yeah. It, people ask me, you know, do I review the social media posts that my producer does for this program? And I say no. I mean, I, I see them because, you know, they're going past my feed, but I don't review them because what's that, you know, if, if I had to write it, then I should just write it. I mean, you know, what's, and, you know, the person. Yeah. Yes. and more importantly, I trust that yes. she's going to do what I want. Now, every once in a while, I might change something, but yeah. maybe it's more, you know, something very, very minor. I don't use that word. Or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, or oops, in the program we talked about this and not that, you know, something like that. But, but yeah, I mean, we either trust the people we work with or we don't. And if we don't trust them, then we shouldn't be working with them. And, and marketing, you should trust your marketer just like you trust your outside accountant, right. legal, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just let them do and let them do their thing. Like right. that is the thing. Yeah, don't don't micromanage. Like everybody thinks they're a marketer, right? Like they're mm-hmm. like, okay. <laughs> So. I yeah, I had a client the other day that said, now, I, you really have to be using Instagram. And I said, okay, why? Well, I like it. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, and, and I right. tell people, you know, that is kind of one of the things you, you need right. to like what you're doing. Right. And right. I said, but do you think the people we're trying to reach are on Instagram? And her response was, what does that matter? <laughs> and I was like, mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> that's doing it just for yourself so mm-hmm. yeah 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 so but cool well oh my gosh eric we are almost at the top of the hour this has been so much i love talking marketing um you know and and because it's it's one of those things that is ever changing and yeah. always the same i mean yeah. you know it's 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 you know the, the the basic strategies are always the same but how we do it is what changes um, to some degree. I mean, it's, you know, I think at some point we might all go Facebook, LinkedIn. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and we've seen that in, in a lot right. of cases, um, you know, and, and so it's, it's getting back to how are you building those relationships, you know, all of those various things. And so that's what I love talking about is, you know, how are we doing that? How are we reaching the people we need to reach and connecting with them? Yeah. Yep. Very much. That's that's all it is, and knowing where they are, and hanging out where they hang out, mm-hmm. and figuring out how to kind of uh, give them a message that's going to resonate and, and right. solve the problem for them. So, yeah. yeah. If they're on Instagram, I got to be on Instagram. That's right. And I love Instagram right now because that's how I do almost all of my holiday shopping. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know any other time, I'm like, oh cool, that looks good. I know. You know, that's the cool thing about these. Yeah, you can get a lot done. Yeah, but you're also endlessly accessible. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. 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 You know, the attached to our hip type of things. Yeah. Well, for people who are interested in contacting you to possibly work with you, how do they find you and connect with you? So the easiest is to go to our website, Liger Partner, LigerPartners.com. So L-I-G-E-R Partners.com. Mm-hmm. And find me everywhere. So I'm E. Holtzclaw on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn as Eric Holtzclaw. You can find Liger Partners that way. Um, if you know, we do a lot with social and otherwise. Um, so yeah, so those are the, the best ways we've got a contact form on there and there's a phone number you can call and, uh, glad to have you reach out to me on email or, or connect with me on LinkedIn and we can cool. start to talk about how we can make your marketing sing as we go into 2020. 
Perfect. I love it. You know, what we didn't mention is you've got a lot of great resources on your website. You've got your blog, um, you've got podcasts, all sorts of great information there. So it's it's good for people, you know, to, to go and, and check all that information out just to see, okay, you know, what's your philosophy? Because you are going to be family. You are going to be somebody who is part of that team. So, you know, we want to make sure it's a good fit. Yep, absolutely. We become their marketing department. We become just like uh, the, their CMO for the mm-hmm. company, no matter the size. So it can right. be really small all the way to large. Mm-hmm. And we're there to really advise that client strongly as to right. the tactics and the things, mm-hmm. the strategies we think we need. Well, and of course, because of technology, they can be anywhere. Yes, can. <laughs> absolutely. We use Slack. I love, 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 love Slack. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all of our clients get on Slack. That's how mm-hmm. they ask us questions. We we just kind of have a, it's just like we're sitting in the room having a conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm still a zoom girl. You know, that's, that's what we're doing well, we with all this. Our calls, yeah. I think, yeah. But yeah, Slack is our yeah. kind of informal communication. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, technology makes it to where, as you said, you know, we can, we can be in multiple places. You mentioned that, you know, that, that your team members aren't all in one place. Right. That's what's so cool. I think about, you know, what we're doing now, you know, it's, it's fun to get in a room with people, but we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Well, I love that we, we've taken customers' needs and we've mm-hmm. married it to people who really love right. specializing all of those mm-hmm. things. So people who are just great at writing, mm-hmm. great at design, great yep. at content, great at you know, all those mm-hmm. aspects, right? great at SEO. Mm-hmm. And they don't, and we are that conduit. Like we send, mm-hmm. we're taking them and putting them in the right place. Mm-hmm. And right. sometimes like this design project is better for this designer and sometimes mm-hmm. it's better for this one. And right. you don't need to make that decision. Just tell mm-hmm. me what you need mm-hmm. and I'll go figure out who the right person right. is. Yeah. So this person is creative in this direction. And yeah. so. the marriage of like a corporate feel to a mm-hmm. gig economy. So we have mm-hmm. a bunch of like giggers and we have people who are, you know, hundred percent liger and it really just depends on, on what we need and what we're doing. I love it. I love it. Well, Eric, we have to do this more often than every six, six years. <laughs> Hey, I almost can, I can almost do that math, um, especially since we are both in the same town. Now, granted, Atlanta is just a little big, but um, but yeah, we, we, we have to, to do this more often. And, and more importantly, it's great chatting with you because yeah. you've got such great information. Well, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Great. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a wonderful time catching up with Eric Holtzclaw. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.